Welcome, Nexus Church family, to another week in our series titled Warrior. Now, whether you feel like a warrior or not, I want to reemphasize to you, and I will continue to repeat, that you are indeed a warrior for Jesus. God has put a dream in your heart to do something for his kingdom that nobody else has been created to do. You are unique and you have a purpose. And God has placed you here for that purpose to bring in your way as many people as possible into the kingdom with you, where you get to glorify God for all of eternity. Now, last week in this study, we kind of just got the framework of where Joshua came from, the importance of why he was to be the next leader. And then we looked at the very first few verses in Joshua chapter 1, where God looks down and he says, be strong and courageous. And we determined that courage isn't something that you necessarily are born with. It is something that is developed, and it is based upon God. It is a foundational thing that is in Christ. You find courage. And now this week, we're going to look at the second characteristic of a warrior for Jesus, and that is preparation. You need to be prepared to be a warrior. Now, again, like last week, it took Joshua 40 years of being developed in order to be that courageous warrior, but it's, it's more than just saying it takes preparation right? There is detail that goes into it. And today, that's where we're going to begin in Joshua 1, verse 10. And we read, then Joshua commanded the officers of the people, go through the camp and tell people, get provisions ready for yourselves. For within three days, you'll be crossing the Jordan to go in and take possession of the land. The Lord, your God, is giving you to inherit. You see, warriors, as you remember, they, they prepare. And they just don't, they just don't skip those, those small fine prints. They look at every detail to be prepared. They go into the situation fully knowing what's ahead. And so, yes, you need courage to go forward and to, to, to get through those scary areas that you're going to face. If you're, uh, if you're approaching God and you're saying, God, I want to do what you want me to do, and you go and you do it, it takes courage, but it also takes preparation. You need to do your part in being prepared. Joshua didn't skip any details. He said, go get your food ready. You're going to need food. Without food, it doesn't matter how strong you are. It doesn't matter how courageous you are. It, it, you're you're going to get hungry. In the moment, you lose your energy. The moment you don't stay hydrated, right? The moment you don't get enough sleep, it affects so much, right? So we need to be prepared and we need to be detailed. And so take the time. Whatever God is calling you to, God has a call on you to be a warrior. What is that? Take the time. Spend it with him. Ask, what is it that I need to be prepared for? I don't want to skip anything because, friends, 
There are so many warriors who never entered the battle because they didn't think through what needed to be done. And a transition wasn't made properly, and it took them out of the game. Took them out of what God had called them to. So don't skip the details. Take time. Prepare so that when it's time, you have everything you need to have a healthy transition, a healthy uh, just beginning of whatever you're doing. You save so much time, money, effort, everything. If you deal with something on the front end, than on the back end. Enough of that. So go over every detail. Just two short verses right there, right? So take that time. Spend it with God. Get other people involved who you trust and who are wise and who you know and may not know and understand you and where you're trying to go and your love for Jesus. Number two, you need to be committed to God's vision. Before you ever... <laughs> go out and do battle for God, before you ever become that warrior he's created you to be, you need to be committed to God's vision, not yourself, not what you want, not your self-interest, your pocketbook, your desire to, to enjoy and have a great life. You need to be committed to God's vision. You need to line yourself up with him. So, continuing in our, our passage for today. So, God just looked out and, and told Joshua, here it is. Be strong, be courageous. I'm giving you this land. You are the leader. He tells the people, be prepared. Get ready. We're crossing over in a few days. And then Joshua said to the Reubenites, to the Gadites, the half-tribe of Manasseh, Remember what Moses, the Lord's servant, commanded you when he said, The Lord your God will give you rest, and he will give you this land. Your wives, dependents, and livestock may remain in the land Moses gave you on this side of the Jordan, but your best soldiers must cross over in battle formation ahead of your brothers and help them until the Lord gives your brothers rest as he has given you, and they too possess the land the Lord your God is giving them. You may then return to the land of your inheritance and take possession of what Moses, the Lord's servant, gave you on the east side of the Jordan. They answered Joshua, everything you have commanded us, we will do. And everywhere you send us, we will go. We will obey you just as we obeyed Moses in everything. Certainly the Lord, your God, will be with you as he was with Moses. Anyone who rebels against your orders and does not obey your words and all that you commanded him will be put to death. Above all, be strong and courageous. I just love that. Now, I understand that many who are listening may not understand the reference here and what was going on. So let me just give you a, a very brief synopsis of what this is referring to. Now, as Moses was approaching the promised land, these tribes that just approached Joshua asked that they may gain the inheritance where they were. See, they were supposed to enter the promised land as well as the other parts of the tribes were as well. But they asked, can we stay here? Can we make this our residence? We love it here. This is where we want to be. And Moses said, absolutely, but just promise to us that you will help us conquer the land that God promised us. And they said, yes. And now Joshua's going to them and saying, 
I'm the one in charge now. And I want you to remember what you promised to your former leader, our beloved Moses. And they said, yes, we will go with you. They, they didn't have to, right? Now, remember, this, this promise that they gave to Moses, their parents are dead. They've been long gone. They died in the wilderness, right? That was part of the, the curse, if you will, of not trusting God. When the 12 spies went in to, to watch and, and to observe all that was going on in the promised land, part of what the, the consequence was for not trusting God and going in in the first place was they would die in the wilderness. And so this is a whole new generation coming up. They had every reason to say no to Joshua, every reason. Moses was no longer the leader. They committed to Moses, not to Joshua, right? They could have said, we like it where we are. There's no reason for us to go with you. We're in the front lines, remember? We'll probably die if we go with you. Our families are here. They need us. If we die, they're going to die. They had every excuse. They could have thrown off there. But what did they do? They committed to God's vision. They committed to God's vision. And that's what a warrior does. They say, I know this doesn't look right. I know this doesn't make sense. This isn't in my skill set. This isn't going to bode well for me or maybe even my family. But I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust his vision. A warrior is prepared by looking at God and saying, I'm going with what you say. I'm going with what you say. So warriors go, ev go through every detail before they step out. They trust God in his vision and what he wants for the kingdom. And then thirdly, warriors are also willing to risk their lives to be on God's side. How do you prepare to be a warrior for God? You've got to be willing to risk it all for God. There's no, no in-between. There's no in-between. Let's read verse 1 of chapter 2. Joshua, son of Nun, secretly sent two men as spies from Acacia Grove, saying, Go. And scout the land, especially Jericho. So they left and they came to the house of a prostitute named Rahab and stayed there. The king of Jericho was told, look, some of the Israelite men have come here tonight to investigate the land. Then the king of Jericho sent word to Rahab and said, bring out the men who came to you and entered your house. For they came to investigate the entire land. How he knew she was having the spies, don't really know, but... There's a hunch here that maybe there was a backstory to why he was thinking they would be there. But the woman had taken the two men and hidden them. So she said, yes, the men did come to me, but I didn't know where they were from. At nightfall, when the city gate was about to close, the men went out, and I don't know where they are going. Chase after them quickly, and you can catch up with them. But she had taken them up on the roof and hidden them among the stalks of flax that she had arranged on the roof. And then the men pursued them along the road to the fords of the Jordan. As soon as they left to pursue them, the city gate 
was shut. This is fascinating. First of all, that she would welcome in these individuals, knowing that her life was at risk both from the king and the officials if she got caught lied, and knowing that these people potentially could kill her as well. And so here we have this, this risk, this risk that she had to say yes to or no to on two different levels. There's risk. There's always going to be a risk for being a warrior for Jesus. There's always going to be a risk for saying yes to the king. First Peter 3, 14 and 15 put it this way, that we don't need to be terrified or shaken. Right? We don't have to be terrified or shaken. Instead, we are to set Christ apart as Lord in our hearts and always be ready to give an answer to anyone who asks about the hope you possess. Trust. You need to be willing to take the risk, but you also need to trust. I think at the, at the foundation of all of this is if you're going to be a warrior, if you're going to have courage, if you're going to prepare for the, the, the war that, that God is preparing us for in saving as many people as possible and bringing them into the heaven with us, like at the, at the core of it, we have to say, I trust Jesus. Whether I take the risk and I proclaim the good news of Jesus and it gets me in prison, say in China, or it causes people to ridicule me or say things behind my back, or maybe family members who don't want to talk to me anymore or consider me intolerant, or maybe losing friends, losing a business, because I follow Jesus and I proclaim him as I was asked to by Christ himself to make him famous, to make disciples. But listen to how Jesus put it himself. I want to read to you Jesus' words in Luke chapter 14. This is, Jesus was really emphasizing this through, through this passage for a reason. He was trying to get through to our heads. He was kind of like, this was almost like a slap across the face, say, wake up. This is what I'm trying to say. Luke chapter 14, verse 25. Now great crowds were traveling with him, so he turned and said to them, right? There were so many people that were seeing the miracles, seeing all the cool things that he was doing, the healings. They're like, I want, I want, I want to be a part of this. This is exciting. But then Jesus is like, you want this? You really want this? Listen up. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father, mother, wife, and children, brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Whoever does not bear his own cross and come after me cannot be my disciple. Like, whoa. And then he gives this beautiful little teaching. For which of you wanting to build a tower doesn't first sit down and calculate the cost to see if he has enough to complete it, right? A preparation, right? You have to consider the cost. What is it going to take? Do I have enough money? Do I have enough resources? Do I have enough people to help? Otherwise, after he has laid the foundation 
and cannot finish it, all the onlookers will begin to ridicule him, saying, this man started to build and wasn't able to finish. Or what king goes out to war against another king and will not first sit down and decide if he is able with 10,000 to oppose the one who comes against him with 20,000? If not, while the other is still far off, he sends a delegation to ask for terms of peace. In the same way, therefore, every one of you who does not renounce all his possessions cannot be my disciple. In short, Jesus was saying, this comes with a great cost. Be prepared. If you're going to be a follower of Jesus, if you're going to be a warrior for him, you must count the cost. You must be prepared. You must be willing to risk it all. You must be willing to risk it all. Rahab, she had, she, she risked it all. She had the knowledge that if she was caught, she would be dead. She had the risk of, even if she did save these spies and lie about it, and they saved her, would they actually keep her alive? Would they make her a slave? Would she better be better off dead? Like, that was such a risk. She was willing to risk it all. Jesus put it this way in John 16, 33. You're going to have suffering in this world. In this world, you have trials. You have tribulations. But be of courage. Have conquered the world. So you're going to have difficulty. You're going to have to take a risk, but he promises us victory. He promises us victory. It's been stated, if you only live within your skills, if you only live in the comfort zone, you're going to leave little room for God to move. You need to step out. Step to the edge. Say yes to Jesus, the first risk. And then say yes to what he's called you to in the kingdom. It's a risk. So will you be the warrior that willingly prepares, puts in the time, counts the cost, puts God's vision before your own, and is willing to risk it all? Here's the beautiful part. Like I said, it comes down to trust. And so a warrior comes right down to it. It's confident that God is personally involved in your life. It's personally involved with your life. Listen to this beautiful proclamation that Rahab gives. Before the men fell asleep, she went up on the roof and said to them, I know that the Lord has given you this land and that the terror of you has fallen on us. And everyone who lives in the land is panicking because of you. For we have heard how the Lord dried up the water of the Red Sea before you when you came out of Egypt. And what you did at Sion and Og, the two Amorite kings you completely destroyed across the Jordan. When we heard this, we lost heart, and everyone's courage failed because of you. For the Lord your God is God in heaven above and earth below. 
Talk about a reassuring comment. Like here they are going into this land, not sure if they're going to be able to even get into the city. They get into the city. They have been welcomed by this prostitute. And here she proclaims God's voice of reassurance. You got this. You got this. When you go into what God has called you to, I know he's called you into something amazing. I know he's got a plan for you. It's not your plan. It's his plan. And he wants to speak through you the power of life over the lives of those who are around you. Where God has placed you, he has got a plan for you. He's behind you. Be strong. Be courageous. Be prepared to go and do battle. Because he is with you. He is with you. It's worth giving up everything to enter into what he has for you. So prepare by constantly reminding yourself, my God is with me. My God is with me. And then lastly, a warrior prepares by not allowing their past failures to define their future. Listen. Rahab was a prostitute. She had baggage, but yet God reached down in his providence. And from him, from her, he used a prostitute to change the future of Israel. Because of her, because of her willing to say yes, even though she had all of this baggage. She was willing to risk it all. She didn't let the past define her. And as Hebrews 11.31 proclaims, By faith Rahab the prostitute welcomed the spies in peace and didn't perish with those who disobeyed. She was willing to change the narrative of her life. And I think for some people today, you need to do the same. The narrative of your life has said, you were this. Growing up, that's all you heard. I'm just nothing but a fill in the blank. At work, you've constantly been told, you're not good enough. You're not doing enough. You need to do more. That's the narrative that you have of your life. Or you have the narrative of, I have to do all of this in order to be worth something. And so you've worked tirelessly your whole life, trying as hard as you can, doing the best you can. And excellence is so important and money is so important. And you, you've got the career, you've got the education, you did everything you possibly could. But will it ever be enough? No. No, it's never enough. But you are enough. Who you are is enough. So change the narrative of your life. Look at what God looks at. Listen to what he is saying over your life. He's saying you're enough. I have a plan for you. I have a vision for you. Will you receive my vision? Will you prepare? Will you be willing to risk it all? Will you be able to trust me? Will you be prepared? My prayer for you today as we close is that you will let Jesus enter the equation today of your life. 
you are a warrior. God has a plan for you, and he wants to speak to you. Will you let him? As Brother Yun so powerfully stated, he said, it is not great men who change the world, but weak men in the hands of a great God. It's not great men who change the world but weak men in the hands of a great God. Father, I pray for your people today that you will speak into their hearts today, God. Father, they are warriors. Whether they want to receive that yet or not, I believe that you have created every person listening today as a mighty warrior. A person, God, who has been called to spread the good news of Jesus to the people that you've placed them in. And so, Father, I ask in the name of Jesus, you will plant that seed, that they will start to live into that. They will see your vision. They'll say yes to you. They'll be willing to risk it all. And, Father, that you will remind them every day that you're with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for joining us, Nexus Church Family Online. I can't wait till we come back again next week when we talk about the third way that we can be a warrior for Jesus. See you again soon.